I don't enjoy food prepping. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I like being creative in the kitchen. But during the week when I have a lot of things going on and I have meetings and I have schedules and I have to plan my, my stuff, I never regret having food prepped. And it's that little ugh in the beginning every time, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's the, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. But you know, you get mm -hmm. halfway through the week and you realize, man, things are going really good. I wonder why. Well, it's because you had your shit done. Yeah. It's because you took care of yourself and you took care of that moment and said, you know what? Last week was a wash because I didn't have food readily available. Well, if you start your food prep, you have food readily available. Hey there. Welcome to Tater Talks. Two bitches talk fitness. I'm Brooke. And hello, I'm Iris. On this show, we challenge the common understanding of what it means and what it takes to be fit and healthy. We explore all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and mental health without the fluff and BS. So grab a coffee, get ready to laugh, cry, even learn a thing or two. Let's get into it. Hey, Brooke, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Excuse me to uh, our listeners. I have a little bit of a head cold, so my voice is a little different, but I'm here, I'm surviving, I'm thriving, doing a little bit of both surviving and thriving, surviving this cold, but life is good. Life is good. Good. That's the thriving part. <laughs> <laughs> you can't complain too much, but you can complain a little bit. Exactly. Just, just a smidge. <laughs> so what are we chit-chatting about today? So today we're going to talk a little bit about feeling discouraged when you're on your fitness journey, whether that means you're discouraged because you haven't lost a certain amount of body fat, whether it's your weights aren't going up in the gym, regardless of whatever you're feeling discouraged about, and how to get back on track, how to reshape and reframe your thoughts to get back on track so you can still keep moving towards your goals. Because with someone's fitness journey, that's something that, I mean, I call it a journey. I know not a lot of people like that term, but it's up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of forever. The, the goal of this is to be forever. So it's not super linear in that sense. But when you feel discouraged, when you feel like you're not making very much progress, how to take a step back, collect yourself, and then how to get back on track is what we are talking about today. I love that. I, <laughs> I think everybody's been there at some point. I mean, we talk about fat loss being slow, like it's always going to be slower than we want it to be. And I feel like that is probably the <laughs> the lowest hanging fruit of like, I'm discouraged. It's so slow. And I mean, talking about muscle gain, that's even slower. So yeah, them's real feels. <laughs> yeah. People think that like gaining muscle is the easy part when in reality, that's, that's the slower part. Mm -hmm. When it comes down to being discouraged and feeling like you've failed, there's one thing that I love to hone in on and it's not failure, it's feedback. Let's say somebody feels discouraged because they just can't stay within their calories. Taking a step back and saying, is this working for me? Am I eating enough? Or, or should I be in a calorie deficit? That can be very, very challenging and it can really discourage somebody to keep moving forward where they say, fuck it. And then they go all out and they decide, you know what, I'm going to get back on track on Monday. Like, how do we move through feeling discouraged and still moving towards your goals? Because it's okay to feel discouraged from time to time. It's okay to be a little bit impatient as long as you can check yourself and look at, you know, the, the things that you're doing correctly and continuing to move on. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Absolutely. Exactly. But you make a really good point that it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel discouraged and say like, look, this is taking a long time and it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. As long as it doesn't roll down the rabbit trail of like those desperate decisions we always talk about that never end well for anybody. But it's okay to say, this is what I'm feeling right now. And how can I meet myself with respect and kind of evaluate where I am and see if what I'm doing is lining up? And if it is, great. It's just slow. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's totally fine if like you're going to go in for a, you know, you let's say you have a day where you're supposed to hit a personal record in the gym. And let's say you're doing a deadlift and it won't move. <laughs> that That's happened to me where you go up and you're like, okay, I got this. And then the weight won't move and then you're discouraged. Or if you have a workout that just didn't feel right or didn't feel good, it's super easy to become discouraged, but knowing that that's a moment, not a lifestyle. Like discouragement shouldn't be a lifestyle. It should just be a moment where it's like, oh, okay, that sucks. But how am I going to continue to move forward? We can't sit there and wallow in that self-pity. We need to do something that's going to keep moving the needle forward, even if it's just 1% each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's timely that we're talking about this because my workout this morning was not the best. And I had a moment of being discouraged. I was doing hip thrusts and it was equal parts excitement because I was doing, I did 225 for four sets of 10 plus, which is big. Nice. <laughs> and it's kind of a lifetime PR for me. But at the same time, one of my hamstrings kept cramping up and it was so frustrating. And so I threw a little hissy fit in my mind in the gym. Like, this is fucking annoying. I feel strong and I want to knock this out of the park. And it just, I'm doing it, but I'm limping through it today. And it was just kind of a, a moment of, I should be better at this by now. My body should be able to do this by now. Um, and it was, it was just also throwing a little hissy fit. So having that moment, accepting it, and then moving on. <laughs> yeah, I, It's like you give the effort you can give and that's good. Yeah, because if you sit there and you wallow in it, and like if you were still like, oh man, it really sucks, and you wallow in that, well, my hamstring, you know, kept cramping up, and I kept on, you know, having to pause and restart my set. Like you said, it's a moment. Discouragement mm -hmm. is just a feeling, right? Like you can feel discouraged, but we don't want to make decisions based on feelings. We want to make decisions based on facts. Like the fact is, is you hit 225 for a four by 10, which is pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> and you can look back at that now because it's like you said, it was just a moment for you. You're not going to let that ruin your day or you're not going to be like, well, you know what? That workout wasn't the greatest. I'm not working out at all for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. I think people immediately jump into like that doomsday mindset where it's like, okay, you know what, if I can't do it perfect, I'm not going to do it at all. And that's something that I've noticed, you know, in, in years of coaching, years of coaching people, you know, it's like, well, I don't even know why I'm doing this because if I can't get it right, it's just making me discouraged and frustrated and it makes me want to quit. The one thing that you can do to validate that feeling of discouragement is quit. You can't let those moments get the best of you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only way to absolutely guarantee that you won't achieve what you want to achieve is to quit. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel proud of yourself? I mean, think about it. It doesn't. <laughs> if you think about it, it doesn't. You know, sometimes we always talk about this. Sometimes there are moments where you have to reevaluate and like change course and say, okay, maybe this isn't really what I want. 
But in those moments of being discouraged or frustrated or annoyed, you have to be really aware. Am I just quitting this because I'm throwing a little fit? Or do I have to let myself throw this fit and then carry on anyway? Because like you've said, it's just a moment. It's that perspective of it's a drop in the ocean. Like this, my workout today is one of like 50,000 workouts that I'm ever going to do in my life. It's fine. It's annoying in the moment, but at the same time, zoom out, right? And remember, ultimately, it's just a drop in the ocean. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it really also comes down to making sure you build up that resiliency to discouragement. Mm -hmm. Like, and what I mean by that is like, the more that you can like take a step back, look at what you're discouraged about and find a way to reframe your thoughts, the more resilient you're going to be. You're going to like, because chances are you're going to approach that situation again. You know, again, it's it's a journey. So it's one of those situations where, you know, let's say your hamstring cramps up in two weeks from now. If, if you're still reflecting back on, yeah, my hamstring cramped a couple of weeks ago, this is pointless, I give up, then you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to take that step further too, like maybe my body's trying to tell me something. Maybe I didn't warm up quite enough for that big lift. Maybe I needed to throw in an extra, you know, set to work myself up to that. Maybe I just didn't sleep great. Maybe my nutrition wasn't quite where it needed to be. So maybe there's something else too. And I'm thinking about, you know, people get discouraged with tracking sometimes because it's a learning curve when you first start out. It's hard. And especially when you're focusing on like protein and fiber, it can be a little bit of a Tetris at the beginning, which can get discouraging. And I'm thinking about maybe the mindset people approach that with too. Like maybe there's something deeper going on there that you can tweak a little bit. Maybe you're just trying to be too intense about it. Maybe you're trying to go for all the macros instead of just calories and protein and fiber, and you don't need to go for targets for all the macros, just other things that you can poke around in those moments of feeling discouraged and say, how can I adjust? Or what else is my brain or my body trying to tell me that maybe I need to change? Maybe not. Maybe it's just a moment. But maybe there is something else there. Yeah. And I mean, thinking about it too, like just because you got discouraged, what can you learn from that experience, especially when it comes to tracking? Because like, you know, tracking is tedious in the beginning. Maybe you're feeling discouraged because you found a really cool recipe online and then you go to track it and you're like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. What the heck? Now I feel, you know, I I don't know how to track it. So I'm not going to track anything for the rest of the day. That just sounds silly. That just sounds silly. So in reality, I think what a lot of people need to realize is number one, if you're just learning how to track, don't make really extravagant meals. Like don't like try to keep it as simple as you can. But number two, we can learn a lot from the things that make us discouraged. We need to use those as lessons and as feedback as to is what we're doing sustainable, is what we're doing maintainable. Or it could be something as simple as, you know what, I feel discouraged after doing a new exercise. Does that mean you're not going to do that exercise again? Probably not. It just gives you something to work towards. What do you, that just made me think, what would you say to somebody who, because I see this every once in a while, well, I just, I don't like this exercise, so I'm just not going to do it, period. Just skipping it. I would say bite the bullet. Bite the bullet and do the exercise because there's probably a reason like that you don't like the exercise. Like I know for me, I fucking hate Bulgarian split squats. (laughs) I absolutely hate them. And guess what my coach programs me? 
tempo Bulgarian split squads or you're going down <laughs> even slow. Worse. It's even worse. Tempo and a pause at the bottom, like three seconds down, a three second pause and three seconds back up with a band. And that's in my warm up. And I don't like doing that. But you know what? It helps with my hip stabilization. There's a method to the madness. There's a method to programming and there's a reason why that exercise is in there. And sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. You probably don't want to get up and go to work every day and deal with your, like, let's say someone has an annoying coworker. Like you probably don't want to get up and go and deal with that person every day. But guess what? You know that at the end of the week or the end of every two weeks that you're going to get a paycheck. And that means more than having to deal with a shitty coworker. Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet and do an exercise that you don't want to do because it's good for your body. And if you feel like you want to skip it, like that's on you. And I know for me, my coach doesn't care about how I feel about the exercise. She just knows what's good for me. So understanding that if you want to skip an exercise just because you don't like it, we got to we gotta change that. We, we need to start doing the exercises that are programmed because there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. So just don't be a bitch about it. I mean, that sounded really mean, but I'm serious. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. bitch out about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mind went there because usually when I poke a little bit deeper, it's because it's just not clicked yet. And so it's frustrating and discouraging. And so they're, you know, the people are ready to give up on it before they actually get used to the movement. So just the talk about being discouraged is what brought me there. It's like sometimes you're just you just haven't given it the time. You haven't practiced and you're it's unfamiliar, so it's discouraging or it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, or it's uncomfortable. For me, one of the reasons why I really dislike Bulgarian split squats is I mean, Iris, you've met me in person. Like I'm tall. I have long legs. <laughs> I have a long way to go to get down to the bottom of the movement and it burns and it's an, like it it bothers me too. Mm-hmm. It sucks when I'm like, great, I have to do Bulgarian split squats and I have to, you know, it's, it's going to burn. It's uncomfortable. But what it's been doing to my legs, I'm not mad about. So sometimes, <laughs> right. again, bite the bullet and do the do the things that are going to get you out of your comfort zone. Because not only is it going to get you out of your comfort zone and you're going to grow, but that's going to also develop that resiliency. And I think it's important for people to really take away that if you just don't like something and you just choose not to do it because you don't like it, there's really not a lot of growth happening there. Yeah. Especially with your mindset. There's not a lot of growth happening with your mindset. That's very true. I have Smith machine reverse lunges, glute bias, this block, And every single week, I have thought about skipping them. And I haven't yet, but I've thought about it. And afterwards, I'm always glad that I didn't. And that, speaking of being discouraged, that's a discouraging movement for me, to be honest. Because, Brooke, you know I have a a nerve thing in my right leg sometimes with glute-biased movements. Some of them, not all of them, some of them. Which is equally even more frustrating because it seems very random. (laughs) It's not all glute-biased movements. It's only some of them. And that's one of them. And so I have to really like tweak my form like every time and like make sure it's right. And that's discouraging. It's frustrating. It's annoying. I just want to go and knock it out of the park. (laughs) And half the time I don't feel like I am. But also that's one of the things I want to get better at. So I keep doing it. And again, accepting the moment of being annoyed. Let's look at a situation 
where someone has been crushing their nutrition. They've been hitting their calories. They've been hitting their protein. They've been doing really good, really consistent. And then they have a weekend where it all goes to shit, where, you know, they were out of their normal routine. They just, they set goals for the weekend and they didn't accomplish those goals. And now they're discouraged. And now they feel like, fuck it. Why am I even doing this? Well, what you need to do in that situation is understand that you can't go back and change the past. You can't go back and change the way that your weekend went, but you can look forward and look at that experience as I'm not going to do that again in this following weekend. And so I think it's really important for people to take a look at what made them discouraged and not looking at it as a failure, looking at it as feedback. Why did my nutrition go off the rails? Oh, well, I usually have a high protein breakfast and I didn't eat breakfast that day. And then I went out to lunch with friends and I had some appetizers and I had some, you know, I overate. We we can't keep looking in the rearview mirror if we're trying to move forward. We got to keep our eyes on the road in front of us and not look back in the rearview mirror. I mean, it is okay to look back in the rearview mirror if you're trying to get some feedback. But if you're looking back just to get discouraged and just to wallow in self-pity, like you're not doing yourself any fucking favors. Yeah, that's a really important point. It's knowing that balance, which is a practice. And it's the practice of ending the sentence. Okay, this is what happened. End the sentence before you go down the rabbit trail of you loser. Yeah, that's <laughs> Look at what you did. Look at all this stuff you did. What an idiot. You don't need to go there. You just look at the facts of what happened. Look at the facts around what happened. You know, if it was a little calorie chaos, what, what caused it? Was it planning? Was it emotion? Was it mindlessness? Ask yourself why and then move on from there without beating yourself up. Absolutely. And I think that that's really important when we're feeling like we're not making quick enough progress, that discouragement comes in. And sometimes the best thing you can do is take a step back and look at how far you've come versus on where you're going. Because sometimes you know, we always want to focus on where we're going. We always want to focus on the next goal, but we don't turn around and focus on all the things that we've achieved up until that point. And I think that that's something that's very important to do because if you just are constantly thinking about, well, I fucked up, I fucked up, I need to keep moving forward. Look back and ask yourself, why do I feel like I fucked up? And did I really fuck up? One weekend of overeating isn't going to ruin all the progress you've made over months and months and months. We just don't want to make that a pattern. We don't want to make that a habit. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll see a post or get a question like, this weekend, blah, 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 I went out, whatever, with friends, and I really fucked it up with nutrition. And I, I almost always ask, depending on the context, I almost always ask, like, did you really fuck it up or did you have a good time? Like, did you actually just check out and enjoy your friends for once <laughs> without stressing about everything that's going in your mouth, which yeah. sometimes... That's what you need. And like Brooke said, it can't be a pattern if you have goals that require caloric moderation and cognitive restraint. But at the same time, you know, give yourself a little grace. I think a lot of people are way too hard on themselves when they just have a weekend. Now, of course, again, if it's every weekend, we got to talk. But if it's every once in a blue moon, that's just called living life. Yeah, unless you're actively planning on binge eating, which people do. Right. You know, people, right. people do that. But, you know, for the conversation's sake, I mean, if you're not doing it every single weekend 
and it happens, instead of feeling discouraged and saying, fuck it, I've ruined all my progress, look at that and be like, damn, that really sucked that that happened. I'm feeling a little bit discouraged right now. Own it. And then say, but you know what? This is what I can do to do better. I can actually start my day with a high protein breakfast. I can go to the gym today. I can go on a walk today. I can get my movement in. I can go to the grocery store and get nutritious foods today. There are so many things that you can do to solve the problem. I'm glad you said that because I hear a lot, you know, well, I'll just do better next time, which is a great sentiment. Like that's how we learn (laughs) and practice and make things work for ourselves and actually achieve the things we want to achieve. But at the same time, I think it's kind of an incomplete thought because I just, I'll do better next time is great, but what are you going to do better next time? Exactly. Are you going to plan? Are you going to go shopping? Are you going to food prep? Like what actually are you going to do? Think about that now. Yeah. Making those specific goals that we've talked about before. Like, you know what? Yeah, this happened this weekend. So what am I going to do to combat that? I'm going to go grocery shopping on Sunday. Here is my grocery list. This is what I'm going to go in and get. And then this is what I'm going to make for the week. It sounds like a lot of work, but you know what? One thing that I've had to really talk to clients about lately is like, yeah, it's a lot of work, but so is life in general. Like life in general is like going to your nine to five every day is, is, is work. You know, this is the most important work. This is taking care of yourself. This is making sure that you are, you know, if you're feeling discouraged about your progress, it's looking at, are you taking good care of yourself? Because that's also something that can happen. You know, I see this a lot with parents where, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just too tired at the end of the day. I have kids. Well, it's like maybe on Sunday you can go grocery shopping and you can plan out your meals or or just plan your lunches to take with you. You know, something as simple as planning lunches can be really beneficial and really making sure that you have a strategy moving forward because it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, that was discouraging. I'm going to do better next time. But it's exactly what you said. What are you going to do better? And not only what are you going to do better, but how are you going to get there? Yeah, I'll say food prep. I don't enjoy it, but I always enjoy having done it. I like cooking fresh food. I like eating stuff right off the stove. I don't enjoy food prepping. It's just not my thing. (laughs) I like being creative in the kitchen. But During the week, when I have a lot of things going on and I have meetings and I have schedules and I have to plan my my stuff, I never regret having food prepped. And it's that little in the beginning every time, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's the, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. But you know, you get Mm -hmm. halfway through the week and you realize, man, things are going really good. I wonder why. Well, it's because you have your (laughs) shit done. Yeah. It's because you took care of yourself and you took care of that moment and said, you know what? Last week was a wash because I didn't have food readily available. Well, if you start your food prep, you have food readily available. You know, if you don't have time to meal prep or food prep, look at a company, you know, HelloFresh or Home Chef, these things like, and then I get the whole, sometimes I'll even get, well, those are expensive. Well, it's expensive, but like, what are you willing to sacrifice? To reach your goals. Yeah. And if you think about it too, like what's more expensive, Home Chef or HelloFresh or ordering something out every day because you didn't plan and prep? Yeah. Like I went through a phase of that like later last year because (laughs) I was just tired of cooking. So I was in a major slump and I was getting Chipotle every day. That's expensive. 
I love Chipotle. I love Chipotle. <laughs> it's such a basic <laughs> bitch thing, but I like it. And its macros are not that bad. And speaking of food prepping, that makes tracking a hell of a lot easier, too. Oh, yeah. Pre-logging all that shit, like getting mm-hmm. it in every single day. And, you know, it really comes down to you can when you don't food prep and when you kind of just fly by the seat of your pants and then you realize at the end of the week, oh, this week kind of fucking sucked. And then you start to feel discouraged. It's like there there are decisions that you can make and it's about being resourceful. And that's something I'm actually going to talk about that here because it's been on my mind a little bit. But one thing that sometimes, you know, gets the best of me is I get frustrated when people are not resourceful. You don't like cooking? Hire a meal prepping company. Oh, but that's too expensive. Okay, then you should meal prep. Well, I don't want to. Like, if you <laughs> decide that you want to reach your goals, something's got to give. You can be discouraged that you have to food prep. You can be like, oh gosh, okay. Or let's say you food prep, but your food tastes like shit. What if you're not a good cook? That's me. <laughs> what if you're not the best cook and you're like, oh gosh, I'm discouraged? Well, guess what that means? It means that you just have to fucking practice. It means that you can go on to Pinterest, which is free, and find, you know, sheet pan dinners or find something that's an easy recipe to make. It does not take a lot of effort to go on to Pinterest or Google and type in easy, high protein crock pot meals. Doesn't take a lot. So in order to combat discouragement in that form, be resourceful. Mm -hmm. That was just Brooke on her high horse because... uh. I've been having a lot of those conversations lately. <laughs> no, I love it. It just doesn't take a lot to be resourceful. You know, if you if you're curious about something or, you know, let's say you, you do get discouraged about not being able to cook food, you know, it also takes practice. Mm-hmm. Like it takes practice. And are you going to practice and be discouraged? Yes, that's just a part of the process. But what I think is important is knowing that it's a feeling, not a way of life. You don't have to live in a discouraged mindset because things are hard. Life is hard. Being in a calorie deficit is hard. Building muscle is hard. You have to just choose your hard. Yeah. One of the things you said that I like, and it reminded me of a post that my coach, Ocean Trail, put out on Instagram, talking about compromises. People kind of get turned off by the the language of sacrifices, you know, sacrifice things for your goals, which I get because, you know, you can take that way too far. But if you want to achieve goals, no matter what they are, you're going to have to compromise certain things. And like you were talking, we've been talking about food prep, like you may not like it, but see how it can help your life, like see how it can make your life so much easier And even if we're talking about, you know, making that even easier, you can buy like frozen pre-cooked meats that are already seasoned and you just pop them in the oven or in the microwave and there's your protein. You know, some of them have pretty decent macros. Some of them don't. So, you know, take a look. But (laughs) there's an option there. You know, if you don't super love cooking, you can still prep a little bit in that way. And Iris, I don't know if you remember this from last year, I think. But I had a little series going on my Instagram and it was Lazy Bitch Meals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. I but, do. And, and for our listeners, like, I am one of the laziest fucking meal preppers that you will ever <laughs> meet. Like, 
I really am. I'm like, I went to Costco this weekend and I bought fully cooked chicken breast bites because I didn't feel like fucking making chicken breast. <laughs> Is it a little more expensive? Yes. Like I have to sacrifice a little bit of moolah in order to get my tummy fed. Okay. <laughs> like I will buy, I am the girl that will buy pre-cut vegetables because I don't want to fucking cut vegetables. I am the one that will buy the funny little like gadgets on Amazon that will quarter your potatoes for you because I don't want to fucking cut them into quarters. It is okay to be a lazy bitch when it comes to your food prep too. Mm -hmm. It takes me almost no time at all. Like today, I'm going to take one of those packages of the fully cooked chicken breast bites, throw it on top of a salad kit. Boom. There's lunch. Sounds good. <laughs> and, it's, and it is good, but... It comes down to like, does it taste the same as like a homemade, you know, like a home cooked meal? Not really. Do I have to sacrifice a little bit of flavor? Uh, yeah. But I know that if I don't do that, I'm not going to be as successful because I forget that I buy chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, I need to put my chicken in the crock pot for that soup today. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I just think that it's important for people to remember, like when there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. And... I have had clients who they've meal prepped at like nine o'clock at night after their kids go to bed because they didn't have time. Like it's really, you know, sacrificing time, making sure that you know that like also comes a little bit of sacrifice. It's kind of the negotiation between what you got to do and what you want to get. Yes, that's what it is. I'm just thinking like, you know how we say the antidote to lack of motivation is action. I think it's the same for discouragement, you know, choosing the respectful, helpful things instead of it's the same stuff for motivation, right? Oh, yeah. Choosing the helpful things that will keep you on the trajectory of where you want to go and just not being an asshole to yourself. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. it's a feeling that will pass. And encouraging yourself to do better. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel discouraged and be like, man, you know, I really wanted to food prep this week. I just didn't have the time. How can I encourage myself to make a better choice next time? Or maybe that's time you reach out to your coach and say, hey, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit discouraged or your best friend, you know, your workout buddy, whoever, you know, hey, I'm feeling a little bit discouraged about where I'm at. I need a little bit of positivity. I need a little bit of encouragement to keep going because this feeling is really uncomfortable and it sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have clients that'll message me each day and be like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm feeling a little discouraged about this and they need a little bit of a boost of positive energy, you know? And like, I love that you brought up like, you know, motivation because you're not going to become encouraged waiting on motivation either. That's not going to happen. You just have to continue to move forward and do the work and it will pay off in the end. It's not going to be in that instant, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. It's really important to, like you, like we said in the beginning, check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you're feeling discouraged, just know that that too shall pass. Mm -hmm. It will pass. The only thing that you can do is to make sure that you're making decisions that are going to keep you moving forward the next time. If you had a, like a bad weekend of overeating, just know that it was a bad weekend of overeating. You don't need to make it a bad week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And go back to the pillow test. How are you going to feel when your head hits the pillow at night? Are you going, can you genuinely say that you did the things that will keep you the ball rolling where you want it to roll or not? And set yourself up for success the very next day, the very next meal, and you'll be okay. Damn straight. <laughs> well, thank you guys for putting up with my, uh, my cold voice. 
I appreciate it. And make sure that you're taking good care of yourself. Yeah. And take Always. your vitamins. <laughs> take your vitamins, drink your water, eat some protein. I love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tater Talks, two bitches talk fitness. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by writing a review, subscribing wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find me, Iris, on Instagram at Iris Deadlifts. And you can find me, Brooke, on Instagram at Get You a Brooke. We'll talk to you soon. Nice. Nice. <laughs>